You're listening to Tea Time with Tina and Tim on the Fat Gatsby Network. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the second episode of Tea Time with Tina and Tim. Hi, everyone. (laughs) And that's (laughs) Tina. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Man, you just you just threw up some some peaks on my uh, <laughs> on the recording over here. I'm sorry. It's fine. Leveling takes care of it. I can't see it, so. I know. Whew! How you doing? Doing all right. It's it's been a it's been a week. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I. Uh... <coughs> sorry. Yeah, it's cold here in Buffalo. Go figure. It's cold and snowy. I'm in a freezing basement. I'm under multiple layers and a blanket. <laughs> I'm sitting in my warm apartment in D.C. in a tank top and jammy pants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to get any snow, and I'm heartbroken. <laughs> We're getting plenty of it, and yep. life goes on because it's Buffalo. So, yeah, we are going to talk today kind of bit about the uh creative process at least from our perspectives obviously since we're the people here yeah sorry my brain is just broken i need to not stop fidgeting with things around me yes i'm I'm being a bad host oh i'm not buying you a fidget spinner no those are ridiculous i don't need it no i find oh that's where my needle nose pliers are oh my god (laughs) sorry i was like Going wow. nuts looking for those the other day because I, because reasons, because <laughs> I needed them. <laughs> They're sitting over here under a bunch of crap. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you so need yeah, to organize you, that space. Yeah. So you and I have this podcast here and it's like, since we launched it and, and this is something going back to, what, what was the uh, genesis of this? This was, you wanted to do a podcast, right? You wanted to do a thing. A thing. I didn't know what kind of thing I wanted to do, but I wanted to do a thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and we ended up settling on, well, in talking to me, because I have had these podcasts for Fat Gatsby, and I've been doing podcasts for 10 years. You're old. That doesn't mean I'm old. I know. We had this argument last time. <laughs> it means I've been doing podcasts for a long time. Uh, but yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing a lot of podcasts. But you know what you're doing, and that's why this process is not as stressful, to me at least, than it could be to somebody else. Well, yeah, yeah. So that was the thing is us trying to figure out, well, okay, we're friends. We're pals. We want to do a podcast. What are we going to do with this podcast? Because I have all these other podcasts that I've done with Fat Gatsby, uh, and over the years, like we do our kind of bog standard talk about video games, talk about news, talk about whatever podcast and triple radio that I've been doing forever. Uh, I've had the comics podcast. We do one-offs on uh, movies and games and such. Sometimes uh, Mahoney and I talk about mostly overwatch on badger and bull. Uh, oh, Dave and I talk about old video games on games of future past, which used to be the extra studios retrocast. Uh, So I spent a lot of time talking about things. So it was kind of tough to figure out what else do I want to talk about. And also, you don't play a lot of video games or... No. uh, No. I play World of Warcraft and I watch... You play a lot of video games. games. (laughs) You play a lot of video games. (laughs) Yeah, I need to see. I can actually see how many hours I put into this game and I need to do that because it's probably incredibly sad. That's you probably don't want to know that. That's like when I was playing StarCraft <laughs> 2. I'm like, I just don't want to know. And Hearthstone for that matter. Overwatch counts, and that's like five hundred hours at this oh, point. Oh jeez. It's almost two years. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last time I checked it, I was at like thirty one days equivalent hours, give or take. But that's, oh, that's before cool. that's before I started playing Legion. So Ah. Which yeah, has been amazing. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like trying to figure out where do our interests intersect that we can carry a show for 20, 30, 40 minutes. That's um, not just about Dickie. That's not just about, yeah, like Dicky or like, oh, we played some Warcraft or whatever. So, you know, as uh, as my friend Pappy put it best when I was trying to explain it to him, it's a slice of life podcast. <laughs> 
where it's like, you know, last time we talked about, well, ourselves, basically, kind of our friendship. And, and, met, and I had just gotten a tattoo, uh, which is still healing up a little bit, by the by. Got to touch it up a little bit. Some of the blacks came out. Um, as is normal. In the healing normal. process. It's fine. I had a day when I messaged Tina and I was like freaking out. I'm like, it doesn't look very good. What happened? It'll be fine. It's going to look like crap for a while. So, yeah, and that's what brought us to this point. And we brainstormed a bunch of things to talk about for episodes, uh, which is a mile long. Uh, and for you, you haven't done a podcast before. So you were very nope. freaking nervous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This. Oh, yeah. Still nervous. About what things? What, Everything. What, is making you, what makes you nervous Everything. about this? To put you on I mean, spot, like going into this. Thanks. Think of like all the questions thanks. you asked me going right. into this. I mean, it's making sure that we can hold a conversation. Obviously, you and I can hold a conversation. That's not a problem. But it's making sure that our listeners are actually getting something out of this. Or listener. Interesting conversation. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, am I going to sound okay? Am I going to sound like an idiot? Is the cat going to start screaming, which I don't care if she meows because it'll be hilarious, you know, and I know I the worry I have with that and with my blog that I finally launched and we'll talk about that in a second is, is anyone even going to care? Mm -hmm. You know, are people going to listen? Are people going to read? Are people actually going to take the time, you know, to at least invest their time into something that I've invested a lot more into? Mm hmm. See, for me, I kind of take the approach that I am pleasantly surprised if someone is actually listening or reading or watching the stuff that I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always, uh, you know, people will talk to me. Uh, generally, at conventions, they'll talk to me about, because uh, I don't look at metrics. What are those? Who cares? I don't know how many people are downloading and listening to this podcast right now. Uh, I hope somebody is. That's great. But, you know, I do it because it's fun. It's enjoyable. Uh, I get to talk to my friends about stuff. I get to have interesting conversations and I just happen to be recording it so other people can listen to it. Um, so when people come up to me at cons and they're like, Hey, I really love listening to triple radio. It's really funny. I really enjoy listening to you guys. I'm always like, Oh, right. Yes. Yes. I do this and people can hear it <laughs> because I don't want to like beat myself up over like, Oh man, only, you know, a dozen people listen to these, this podcast that I put hours and hours into it the baseline like you have to enjoy what you're creating and then if it catches on with people great because otherwise i think you're just gonna beat yourself up over it you know yeah i mean anxiety has a lot to do with that which is something mm -hmm. that i battle so yeah that's always something to worry about as a as a creative person i that's always been my biggest downfall i guess my biggest critique is is anyone mm -hmm. else gonna even like it is anyone else even gonna care and that's something that i've been battling for many many years yeah but also i should say whenever we were premiering a movie with x strike uh i would be a nervous wreck basically because so much time and energy went into those and just like man if people walked out of one of those moving movies hating it it would have just killed me. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, are people going to laugh? That was always the thing. And I'll talk about that uh, a little bit later as well. But, yeah, with the podcast with, uh, like, I, I momentarily did some blogging. Like, a few years ago, I, I had a little blog because I just wanted to write more stuff. And a few people seemed to read it. But I was, I, I mostly just wanted to write and be doing mm -hmm. something and force myself to do some writing. Speaking of writing, Tina, we talked about you launching a blog on the last show, and now your blog has launched. It has. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my it gosh. Was, it was actually like two days later. It actually launched before the damn podcast did. It did. It did. Had to get I finally. Together. Yep. I had <laughs> gone to Ikea. I had gone to Ikea after work that Saturday um, with uh, some friends of mine. And I got home. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to take a look and things like that. Because I kind of played with it Saturday at work to see if I could sign up with the hosting comp the web hosting company that I wanted to work with. And I was like, oh, it worked. And then literally it went from there. I stayed up to like probably 3, 4 in the yeah. morning, which I, I don't do. Not even Facebook. at MAGFest. I had Facebook <laughs> notifications at 3 in the morning from you. You just went. You just yeah. went on it. And I did 
two, three. Did about three posts and then like just all, everything for it. And then that Sunday, I worked on it a lot more, and I finally launched it that that Sunday. So it's been it's been decent. Um, I don't really want to look at my stats right now, um, but I know that my mom reads it because <laughs> she leaves comments on some of my posts, which is great. Um, I also do have a Facebook page, uh, Tiny and Feisty, and tinyandfeisty.com. And I was about to ask if, you what it was called so people could yes, check it out. Tinyandfeisty.com. That's with the and, like A-N-D. And Feist is F-E-I-S-T-Y. It's all spelled normal style, nothing weird. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, not I'm not about that. Um, but it is What's about bunnies. One? Well, fits in a box. Was that the one that someone was squatting for like $1,200 yeah, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, you said someone squatting. No, I think you said it was like fifteen or $1,800. Yeah, it was more. It was a ton of money. It was just like, geez. But I like Tiny and Feisty a lot better. Yeah, um, tiny and Feisty's good. Yeah, I have business cards now. I think I ordered those like two, three days after um, through Vistaprint because they've always got really good deals. Um, yeah, and in the span of like 48 hours, you you got a blog up. You you had wanted to blog. You kind of knew mm-hmm. what you wanted to blog about, uh, which is? Uh, bunnies, bullet journaling, bullet journaling, and brouhaha. Which is? Which is everything else. Yeah, miscellaneous. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yes, it could be about anything, but it does have a focus on those two things. You've been blogging a lot about your kind of introducing all of your menagerie. Uh, yeah, literally <laughs> menagerie. In your house lately. Yep. To kind of let people know, let everyone, my readers know the experiences that I have. You know, that I'm not just, you know, full of crap or whatever. Right. I actually well, also kind of like sort of know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you need well, you need that baseline in there so that when you start mm-hmm. talking about things featuring these, you know, the your rabbits or Mao or whatever, they're like, oh, okay, this is that one. I I know, I know that. Yeah, and I can always link back to different article, you know, different posts and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's been exciting. It's very been very expositiony, probably the last two weeks. Well, um, I'd like to get like out of that a little bit now. more, but I, it has to be done. Yeah, you know, I have to put baseline. Exactly. I have to have that exposition. People need to know that, you know, I'm not, you know, I've been a bunny mom for a small amount of time. It's like, no, collectively, it's been many years. Clover's Mm -hmm. almost nine. Clover's going to be nine this year, you know, so it's, it's been a journey for sure. (laughs) And it keeps going. Yeah. And now you're... What are you going to get into writing about next? Because we were talking about this the other day. Yeah, so I'm not I quite sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, literally everything right now is bunnies, which is fine. Mm-hmm. As I'm looking at my categories, as um, on my admin page here, um, probably do some bullet journaling. It is my one year anniversary with bullet journaling this month, um, and mm-hmm. to me, that's incredibly significant. I don't keep up with things very well. Um, I get really interested in something and then I'm just like, eh, I'm done. I'm bored. Um, and this is something that I've actually kept up with for an entire year and I love it. <laughs> and I have still have a podcast this time next year. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I the, be like, eh, podcast. Tim, we've been friends for six years. That's, that's yeah. not going to end. You know, I have invested way too much money into this hobby and i love it i absolutely love it it was really funny because i didn't really know you'd started doing this i didn't see you a a ton last year after magnus yeah you started Mm -hmm. in february so Mm -hmm. like i saw you in october and you hadn't you didn't really talk about it that much to me like you talked to me about it a little bit and i was kind of like okay like what the futz is this and then it wasn't until like you sat down and like showed me your bullet journal and everything that you were doing in it that I was like, oh, okay, I I get it. Now. <laughs> it really kind of came out of nowhere for me, like this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Robert was the first one that I got to really show everything to at Katsacon. It was I was just mm-hmm. a few weeks in at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been it's been a lot of fun. Um, obviously, I can't show you guys pictures of things on here. Mm-hmm. But do check out my blog because I will have posts yeah, up about design, which is another kind of little creative outlet there because the way you make your layouts and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and such there. I get a, a, a very personal because everybody sees that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's a dotted notebook. There's you know blank pages, and you, it's amazing. 
It's been an amazing creative outlet for me. It's helped my anxiety. It's helped my depression. It's helped keep me on track. It's been fantastic. Yeah, we'll um, the, about the bullet journal community is soon. immense, absolutely mm-hmm. huge. And there's a lot of support. Um, even just, just like bullet journal wise, but also mentally. And, you know, we're just a big, stupid, idiotic family that loves stickers and washi tape, you know, um, <laughs> Well, it's good because creatively, it's been fantastic. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because like creatively, that's not a thing that you display publicly that you even show to a lot of people. Like, you know, you show it to me because we're very close. Um, But, you know, you do creative layouts in there. Like you do when Last Jedi came out, it was a Star Wars theme week. When you're going to BlizzCon, there was all this wow stuff in there. Yeah. You know, people don't see that. You're doing it for your own satisfaction. So it's not like you have to produce an art to put on instagram or twitter or facebook for mm-hmm. people to look at like you could do things some people do satisfaction yes yeah, oh yeah do. absolutely but you know it can also be very private it's like you also do writing like you just you just a few weeks ago showed me that uh national novel writing month uh NaNoWriMo. Did that, yeah NaNoWriMo. i was trying to From- remember what it all was that 2000 that was in 2016 yep i got yeah, like 15 15 20 000 words in yeah so and yeah that was kind of like the middle of the story and you just showed me that like kind of on a whim uh a few weeks ago uh Mm -hmm. yeah which was good you know it was something i've been a writer i'd say since fifth grade is when it really started that's my when i my pivotal moment with writing um with art Mm -hmm. i can't draw i mean i have the patience i can draw i don't have the patience for it um, but in fifth grade, we had like an arts kind of, um, that's what I'm looking for. This is the girl with the English major. Um, not segment unit, we'll go with unit. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. And it was, um, a fellow student's mom would come in, Mrs. Bogdanoff. And she would do all this art with us, like, like actual, like artwork stuff. Um, Zentangle before Zentangle was even a thing. Um, but we also did poetry. She really introduced us to poetry at that point. And that's when my eyes kind of lit up. That's when I really started to get into writing poetry. Um, everything's really dark. It's sad. That's just kind of where I come from. I've attempted to write happy things, but they're always horrible and I hate them. It's like how oh, I've attempted to write serious things, but they're just funny because <laughs> I can't help myself. Yeah, I can't do I can't do serious. I can't do funny at all. I can't do lighthearted. It just sounds horrendous. But it was in that moment was when I started, and I went from there. I did poetry. I would do short stories, things like that. In high school, it got even more intense. You know, I my theater class freshman year. I think it was the second one because it's theater one and theater two. We had to mm-hmm. write a play. It was a group project. I did it by myself because whatever. Because that's and how projects go. That's exactly, exactly how they go. Right? <laughs> one person does the whole thing. Um, that's what I want to say the I want to say like the minimum was like 30 or 40 pages. Mine was like 50 plus pages. <laughs> and it was we had I had just finished learning about the Vietnam War in one of my classes and I based it off that. And I actually ended up submitting it to a writing contest. And I I won an honorable mention for it which is something I'm still to this day incredibly proud of because it's also been the only time I've submitted something. Oh. I've been told that my writing's very good. I continued to do creative writing in, in high school. I had teachers just fawn over it. They read some of my creative writing and I, it's how I got into the newspaper my senior year. I have a creative writing degree, English, from Western Washington University in Bellingham. One, because I'm really bad at math. Two, I didn't end up liking their teaching program. <laughs> but I and I've even had those professors like this is amazing, this is great, you should submit this. Did I? Oh, this you should you should finish this you know short story selection that I I mainly write short stories. So NaNoWriMo was incredibly difficult for me. Mm. And I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm gonna finish that. It might just end up being a whole bunch of short stories. I don't know yet. But I've never submitted anything else because of my own issues. Like oh, it's not good enough. It just doesn't sound right. No one's gonna read it. But I also write things from a very different perspective. 
I tend to write, if I can get away with it, third person. First person is my ideal. And I, most of my main characters are men, which is very hard as a female to write a main character that's, you know, the opposite gender as you. Terrified. I'm terrified. Sorry, <laughs> terrified sure to have anybody else look at it. Pause. Well, it's like, you know, I told you the you know, that reading your story that I thought it was good and that you should work on it more. Um, though that's not always easy because sometimes you put something down. I mean, that you put some down for over a year. Stuff. It's stuff and I just to, need to, to pick back I need up. to like throw it up on Google Drive or something or that might be a blog post. Like, hey, here's some really old writing from Tina. I don't know yeah. how I used to sound this good because I sure as hell don't sound like this now. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, you know, most people know me for uh, making movies, I guess. Uh, maybe now it's podcasts. It's, I'm a little bit removed from the making movies. Most people know me for making movies if they know me. Uh, but I wasn't like the kid running around making home videos as a kid, like making my own movies. We had a camcorder at a certain point. I didn't end up doing that. Like most people who got into making movies, it feels like they did that as a kid. Like they got a hold of a camera and they made their own stories or whatever. But I didn't really get into it until uh, college when I ran into the, you know, Casey Bowker, who led me to low budget pictures and then things took off from there. And then I realized like, oh, uh, making a movie on your own actually isn't that hard. It might not turn out excellent, but you get your story, you get your friends, you get your camera, and you can put a thing together. Though it's funny, because just now, with you talking about school, I remembered something <laughs> from when I was in, like, th second grade, I think. I made an animated movie. <laughs> Please tell it was, me it's somewhere. No, it's not. It's definitely ah. not, I don't think. But I had written a story, and it was based in some kind of video game world, because that's how literally everything I wrote in primary to intermediate school was. It had some basis in video games. Uh, some things never change. But yeah, <laughs> I distinctly remember writing the story, and I think part of it was, you know, how in Mario 2, you'd go down the pipes or go in a door and, like, you could go to a different area or something like that. And I think I had done a thing where Mario went to go through a warp zone in Mario two and he ended up going somewhere else. Cause I very distinctly remember the animation of Mario going up on top of the pipe, like just like very stilted animation, like pulling the cork out and then going down into it. I don't remember where the story ended up. I don't really remember much past that. Like this is a thing that just popped into my mind literally right now. But I remember for some reason I got this opportunity to do some crudely drawn, pictures of like Mario and like whatever else was in the story and kind of animate them together. And I remember that feeling of anxiousness, like showing it to my class, what I had done. And it's like, that's crazy. <laughs> that's a crazy thing. <laughs> like I totally forgot about that. But yeah, as movies, that was just a thing I ended up getting into like in college. I did not go to school for it. My degree is in history. Uh, I use it all the time. Mm -mm. <laughs> So that's, you know, that's just kind of how I ended up rolling into movie making. You know, in school, I was more of a writer dude. Um, and I took a public speaking class, which I guess made me more of a, an orator, which I continue to work on through the podcasting career. Nowadays, yeah, it's like I've been kind of quiet for a few years as far as doing stuff. We've just been doing the podcast. But after MAGFest, I've kind of been starting up some new projects like i really haven't gotten anything major done uh since the fall of x strike since i had the kid for obvious reasons but now i'm trying to dabble in in some more things uh none of which i can talk about yet secrets secrets in any specificity but i have been well i've been i guess like, because nothing is happening with it yet because i don't know what i'm doing with it yet but it's like you know for years I've been thinking about like trying to make a video game because the tools for making video games have been getting more and more accessible. Obviously I play a lot of video games. I love video games. Like I think that might be an interesting thing to do. Um, I just found out yesterday about a, uh, a Kickstarter or a, it's a, it's a game engine that is being kickstarted that lets you basically make NES games. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Oh, I, I actually took, when I was in college, I don't remember what year it was. I'm a, it was my sophomore year. Mm -hmm. I took a video game making course. 
And it was fantastic. And I loved it. And I always went above and beyond. So my professor loved me. And so did the TA. Like a little bit more than it would be like, okay. <laughs> a like a little he, inappropriate. <laughs> tangent. He wrote me an essay about how he felt about me. Oh, geez. <laughs> which is hilarious. Yeah. But that class was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, it was all done in Game Maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like lots of tools out there now, but it's like the idea of making. I used to sitting in the sitting in the NES computer lab game. for like ten hours working oh, yeah, on my sure. final project. Ugh, yeah, that's like yeah, the idea of making an NES game with a tool that makes games that would run on NES hardware like that is very attractive to me as someone who dearly loves his NES. <clears throat> but it's you know it's a process of trying to for me get back into this groove of when. Uh, you know, we used to have do X-Strike and, you know, in X-Strike's heyday, we'd be working on a big project like all the time, basically. Either we'd be writing, pre-producing or editing it. But then while we're editing, we're working on the next thing. So there was always something going on. And then mm-hmm. when we got to doing more short stuff, like we were trying to do something every week, which worked for a time. <laughs> uh but, you know, so Tim, for yes, for our listeners that don't know what X Strike is, which would mainly be my friends, can you just do a just a brief <laughs> a briefness of what X Strike is? X Strike Studios was a uh, video game movie company. We made video game parody movies. We started in 2003 when I directed my first feature length film, uh, River City Rumble, which is a parody of River City Ransom for NES. We put out five uh feature length movies which are sitting here on dvds next to me um did a bunch of shorts did a web series called off campus which was um, hilarious yeah we did a magfest documentary of magfest 2.0 which uh i was gonna say that that's been around for a long time that was what magfest used to do to sell itself <laughs> <laughs> uh it, they used to show people that video but now you know magfest just sells itself uh yep but yeah, that's kind of who I was and what I did for 10, 11 years. Like I was the X-Strike guy. I made the video game movies and yeah, that's what I did for a long time. And that's how people came to know me and kind of how I got into podcasting. And most people who listen to this probably, well, most people that listen to this coming from my end, like know me through X-Strike or of X-Strike through, through some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I met like you when you were sitting at the extra table at Mag yes. 10. <laughs> yes, that was 11 years uh, of my life was doing extra studios. And then, you know, I had a child and I helped out a little bit with like local movies. But as far as like creating my own stuff, not so much. So yeah, everyone yeah, else past- started having children and moving out of the Buffalo area. So yeah, like that, that has been like my only real focus for three years. Like we've gotten in some podcasts, uh, not at the frequency that I would necessarily like, but everybody's got children now. It's very busy, but I don't, uh, you don't, you got, well, <laughs> <laughs> you got the bunnies. Yeah, it's a bunch. The people that I was making podcasts with, obviously, you know, Dave and, yes. and Ben and, and, well, Weiss doesn't have a child, but he moved to Austin. He's a very busy man. So, yeah, it's been a while since I've had projects to work on, and now I have projects that I'm trying to work on. So I am I try to do something every day. Like, you, you may have noticed already that the Fat Gatsby posting schedule has been a bit more regular uh, this year. <laughs> We've been actually posting something every week again, so that's something I'm trying to do. And yeah, just like when I think about these projects that I'm working on, and it, and it sucks because I'm juggling probably like four or five things that I'm trying to get off the ground. But like every day I try to do one thing to help move one thing along <laughs> it is, is basically what I'm trying to do right now. Trying to do something creative every day. So it's like, you know, even yesterday, I didn't really have a lot of time, but I was down here uh, keeping my kid distracted while my wife made dinner. So I'm at my computer, uh, getting some stuff done, getting some things organized, you know, not getting a ton out of the way, but you know, I'm something progress is still being made, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm still getting something done. And then here tonight we're recording a podcast. Yay. 
here we are. Yeah, I, and then tomorrow I'll probably work on recording another thing that I'm working on for another thing for something else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I have some deadlines I have to work against because I'm stuff that needs to be done in like a month or so. Uh, some things I have to finish writing and organize some other things. You'll see eventually, hopefully maybe the stuff will see the light of day. <laughs> it's really important. You bring up a really good point to do something every day. Yes. Make that time, whether it's five minutes, do something. I obviously have my bullet journal. And mm-hmm. so I write in there. I doodle. I have actually have journal entries that I put in there. Um, one of my favorite websites, uh, bohoberry.com. She has bohoberry challenge. Um, Kara Benz is fantastic, but she, with her challenge, it's just these little prompts. And so I write a couple of sentences and it, so it gets me writing every day. It's just that small. Cause sometimes that's all I have time for. I don't have time to do a week's worth at a blog post, which is what happened this last week, thankfully. Um, and so it's, it's been great. I have, I have a bullet journal for my blog, of course, <laughs> you know, the list out the ideas of things I don't want to post about. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to write that stuff out with that. Like, you know, you want to oh, yeah. schedule, you want to be organized, you want to know mm-hmm. what you're doing next mm-hmm. so you don't get stuck. How uh, many posts do you have? Things like that. I don't really want to look at statistics yet because it's yeah, low. Getting stuck it's is my mom <laughs> and you. Tough. Yeah. Um, usually when I get stuck on something, that's the point which I, you should probably start talking, start bouncing your ideas off of somebody else. Uh, if you're stuck creatively, like that's generally what I do. Um, or what Something I would do with X-Strike. Like if I'm yes. stuck on a, a script problem with like River City Rumble, you're like, tell somebody. <laughs> Don't stare mm-hmm. at it. Let somebody else read it. Yep. Let them give their opinion. Um, which is something I, it took a while for me to get comfortable with. Like I kind of wrote River City Rumble in a vacuum, like by myself, uh, and then just kind of threw it out there. But then by the time we were doing like, resident horror uh like me and rory were going back and forth we were both working on the script and then like i'd write a bunch of stuff hand it off to him he would look at it and make tweaks and then he'd write a bunch of stuff hand it off to me and it was under that where it's like we realized like oh you write this character better i write this character better so i'm gonna go rewrite all the lines you wrote and just just like realizing that that like, it's not bad if you do a bad thing. Like, being able to take and accept and give criticism is very important mm-hmm. uh, when mm-hmm. making things, when creating things, uh, which is something I wish I had learned uh, earlier on. Like, uh, if you're familiar with X-Strike, you know about SideQuest, which was our great flaming failure of a movie. Uh, we spent, like, two or three years trying to get this massive RPG movie off the ground. Uh, and it kept having problems. And I think a lot of the problems that had earlier on could have been avoided if people were a bit more vocal about their criticism of what they saw wrong with, like, the script. You know? Like, if they... Because the, the, we ended up rewriting it, like, several times. And I think during those rewrites, you know, at some point, people you know, started coming out like, well, I didn't think this was good to begin with. Well, it's like, well, crap, if, you know, we had addressed that earlier. So that's something I've become more comfortable with is, like taking people's criticism and also not being afraid to give it out. You know, I have, I've given you a piece of my mind about your blog. Yes, you have. (laughs) No, I've, but you know, I, I tell you what I think and you Mm -hmm. can either take that and throw it away or you can just incorporate it or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like I'm not going to be also, I'm not going to be offended if you don't do exactly what I tell you to do because it is your thing. (laughs) That is also a thing with giving criticism on, on creative stuff is that sometimes people are just going to do what they're going to do and that's fine. Like they know what they're trying to do. And, you know, sometimes I ignore what people tell me to do and sometimes I'm right and they're wrong and sometimes they're right and I'm wrong. And that's just part of it. Uh, but I, I have a very easy time accepting that now after having kind of just done this stuff for like 15 years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes a lot easier to me, but I know like starting out, it's like criticism would be like, Oh, like it would be really like a gut punch. Like not everyone loves everything that I did here. Like it has flaws. Oh no. <laughs> we all, we're all about that though. It doesn't matter what the critique is about, whether it's 
yeah. creative critique or a you know lifestyle critique, anything like that. In the beginning, it always hurts. And that was something that when I started writing, especially once I got into high school, because we were sharing our stories more, I had a little bit of a hard time because I took it very personally. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I also knew that people were off their rocker. <laughs> I I wrote a fiction. I wrote a fiction story. So we all know what fiction is. And yes. basically, the the general idea is that moonlight kills you. And the gal reading it critique like that doesn't happen. That's not real. It's called fiction. Like she didn't understand it. And I actually walked out of that class because that whole class was just horrible. <laughs> and I ended up switching courses um, and still getting oh my, my creative gosh. writing class. But it was just, and that was kind of like where that started for me. I was, I had enough guts to submit that play. Mm-hmm. Would I change it now when I completely do a rewrite? Very probably. Mm-hmm. But I'm still really proud of that. Yeah. One of the issues, like you were talking about getting stuck, something that I have found as, as a, mainly a writer, which is where my creativeness comes from, is pre-made lists. So you get these, those books, right, that are like the 642 things to write about or draw or whatever. Those are great starting points. If you're stuck, you're like, man, I just need to write today. Just flip to a page and work. I was in Barnes & Noble the, the other day. And which is amazing. The smell is fantastic. They need to make that new <laughs> perfume. I'd wear it. Um, my true happy place. But there are so many books like that out now. There was one that's 52 lists for whatever, whatever. And I think that's great because it gets people writing. It doesn't have to be about anything in particular, you know, but just to get that motivation moving. What are you laughing at? If people, if people heard an audible gasp out of me about like, 20 seconds ago it's because i just realized there's a bowl of macaroni and cheese in the fridge that i'm totally gonna eat after this podcast <laughs> anyway I'm, like, I'm hungry over here i didn't eat dinner because i had a big <laughs> lunch and now i'm getting hungry i'm sorry i'm like totally breaking up these wonderful things that you're saying but <laughs> ruining like, the moment when i made the noise you and i saw it register on the timeline i'm like oh man someone's gonna hear that <laughs> <laughs> sorry back any the other thing with getting stuck is that's why one of the reasons why I never finished my NaNoWriMo story. It didn't have a title. It's currently untitled because I couldn't think of one, which is totally normal. It's okay. I had a lot of characters yeah. that don't have names. Totally okay. Something you can go back and redo when you go through your drafts oh, you know or a name else? will you just come to you. You don't have to start from the beginning of a story. or a oh, yeah, You don't have to do that either. I Start in the yeah. middle or the end. I need to, f- I need to fix that story. Right backwards. How do you motivate mm-hmm. others to... I um, and just say go do it well, because they're going to look at you like you're an asshat. I have been, well, you know, uh, because you know I haven't done stuff uh, for quite a while, you know, and at uh, Magfest, like several people, I guess over the course of that weekend and after that weekend, made very impassioned pleas to me about wanting to work on projects with me, and that kind of lit the fire again. It's just that like seeing that people wanted to do stuff, I was like, okay, yeah. And so like, I've been kind of trying to restart the engine for the past month and uh, get it going again. And it was kind of that uh, realization. It's like, sometimes you just need to encourage people, Mm -hmm. you know, like I would always I guess going back to X-Strike, like uh, early on when, when the company was kind of just taking shape and it was me, Ben, Chad, Weiss, and we were making River City Rumble and they were making Ninja Storytime and Rory, who was not quote unquote part of the company at the time, had an idea for uh, like a Silent Hill based movie. And I was just write it, do it, make like just start doing it. I just told him to, to do it. Like we didn't know what we were going to do with the end of it, you know. Are we just going to take this script from an outsider and make it or whatever? But, you know, I said, like, yo, you know, write your script. Uh, and that's what I tell people or told people all the time is, like, write your script. Like, do the thing that you want to do. Just make it. Um, but it's like, you know, now I see, you know, after kind of MAGFest, like, sometimes you just have to, like, like, if they're doing nothing, you need to start yelling at them to do something. Like, if you know they can. Um, uh and then there are yeah, stubborn so people. Yeah, well, it's like, you know, with you, I've been trying to encourage you to... I've been backing you up on wanting to do your blog stuff, and obviously with the podcast stuff, because here I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, you know, you can help out, encourage, push, 
you know, try to help people come up with like deadlines, uh, you know, wh- whatever it, it's going to vary from person to person, but like that, that interpersonal motivation, uh, and, and encouragement is, is a big deal, you know, it's huge. It's huge. Yes. And it's frustrating. It can be very frustrating too. My, my best friend, Tim's the Easty beastie. Casey's the Westy bestie. Casey is an amazing artist. Like, <laughs> holy crap! How does this man not work at Disney? Could or he Blizzard be listening to this right now? He might be. But he did the art for our podcast. He did do the art for our podcast. That's very which, true. Which every he, single person I've showed it to said, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" That is like, yeah, hilarious. Casey, Casey did that. Um, all the little figures, anything that's not a photo on my blog, which I've taken. Casey did the art for Casey's doing some art for Rokaiju um, for Robert right now. And I have been friends with Casey. God, how old am I? Give me a second. You're 30. It's a, it's a freaking even number. Like it's not a hard. Gross. Were you, were you just trying to hope like, like blow like, Oh, I don't, Oh, (laughs) no, I was actually legitimately trying to think of how long I've known him. I've probably, I've known him probably for about 10 now. It'll be 10 years this year. Mm. And, during that entire this entire decade of knowing him and being his best friend and being there for him and all that good stuff, I have been trying to get him to be like, hey, you should make an online portfolio. You should start a website. Get your name out there. Because he has the skill. He has the skill. I motivate him to do doodles all the time because I'm going to come up with stupid stuff. Like in one of my possum groups, we were talking about opossum claws during Christmas. And I'm like, you need to draw me a Santa opossum. And it turned out adorable. You know, these little Rokaiju, these little, not Rokaiju, these little Kaiju that he's drawing for Robert are just mind boggling. The first one he did, he's like, oh, yeah, just a quick sketch. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Are you kidding me? This is amazing. But it's been frustrating at the same time because I'm trying to get him to like, dude, you need to do this. Let's both of us go work for Blizzard. I'll finish my bachelor, my master's degree. We'll go work for Blizzard together. It'd be great. We'll be totally dumb together. It'll be wonderful. And so that's been frustrating with encouraging people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually have been an inspiration to someone as well. My co one of my coworkers, you know, she's got three different domain names. Um, she's got, you know, all these projects she wants to do and she's never for the last handful of years, never done anything. But she's seen what I've done in the last, I would honestly say about a month now since Mm -hmm. MAGFest. You know, it's the 9th of February at this time. And she's just blown away at how much I've done and how much I've already accomplished. So I've been able to be an inspiration. You never know who you're going to inspire. You're just Mm -hmm. doing something. You write write a, a poem. You write a short story. You're like, I took this picture even. I doodled this doodle. You know, I draw some pretty cute possums myself. But... That can inspire somebody, even if in the smallest way. So it'd be yes. like, hey, that person did that. If they can do that, I can do that. And that's a motivation for life. That's not just mm-hmm. for creative purpose either. Like I've had friends, you know, I foster rabbits. They're like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. I want to do that and have done it. <laughs> and it's been great. Yeah. Yeah, no, people have definitely asked me. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that coworker is the one that I wrote out like a bunch of stuff about podcasting for. Uh, yeah. Because she was wondering. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just, you know, ask. It can be easier than you think. Like, uh, you know, a lot of people podcast, for example. Like, it's not insurmount- an insurmountable thing to get involved with. Like, you were really apprehensive about it, but you have me on the other end who, like, I know how to record them. I know how to edit them. And Yep feed them out to the masses the waiting mass i have discord Um, up on my computer that's it it's yeah like there's there's never been more (laughs) tools for doing anything you know there are i completely agree video game maker programs like the the quality of cameras you can get your hands on for shooting video Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. is insane like my phone has a better lens on it than the camera we shot most of our movies on all of our movies on we shot them all on a sony pd 150 none of them are in hd (laughs) literally our movies would look better shot on my phone these days well even even for me creating the the blog i am i'm i consider myself computer savvy i'm pretty tech savvy but when it comes to like html java css you know 
a CC plus or whatever it is. I don't even know, mm-hmm. obviously. I don't know what I'm talking about. And it's very difficult. But WordPress.org and my web host company, Bluehost, have made it so easy. So easy. It's so easy to figure out. And so I'm not stressed about putting making a blog post blog post, you yeah. know, editing my my entire website, things like that. It's just so easy. You know, and I was finally the pe- right people motivated me to just do it. And I did it. And it's a thing. And it's like, oh my god. Yeah, because it was like what? It was like after BlizzCon, I think you were like mm-hmm. you came out of it being like, I wanna do stuff. Wanna do stuff. Well, because that's when I first heard about Discord, you know, and oh. people were doing podcasts and talking about Blizzard and World of Warcraft and things like that. And you were like you were asking me stuff. what Twitch was, what Twitch TV was. Oh yeah. And what people Twitch did on there. Kinda makes sense to me, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I learned a yeah, lot at Blizzard. Things like Twitch, where all you need is a webcam and a computer that can handle streaming and you can you can do that stuff. We have um, a ton of friends that that stream through Twitch. Yeah. Some I don't even realize that I know. But <laughs> <laughs> but lots of people do it these days. Like, yeah, you're not yeah. like making it big on Twitch and actually doing it, or those are two different things. Like again, you're doing it for fun. Uh because you're playing video games anyways, but you know, you never know. You never know. Uh I don't want people to yeah. see how lazy I am when I play video games. I'm yeah, there, there's so many tools out there for and tutorials for for making music, for making podcasts, for making videos, for making video games, uh, for everything nowadays. It's like if you have an idea, like you should try to do something with it, and you know, don't be embarrassed about making that attempt. Like, you know, it's gonna be shit at first. Uh, like I watch River City Rumble now, the first movie I directed. I'm like, man, there is a lot that I learned after this movie. <laughs> about how to make a movie uh and it jumps out at me but you know resident horror is a lot better but i know the things about resident horror that i don't like uh and, and where it could be better like you know you learn you l- more over and over and over again it's like the analogy i saw um is that you know i'm a level i'm a level 36 human being now but i'm a level like what 11 filmmaker i'm a level zero video game programmer you know i'm a level 10 podcaster or whatever so it's like you know i have experience levels in certain things but there's things that i don't and it's like you have to start and be garbage at at it somewhere you know and it's important to acknowledge yeah Yeah. you have to acknowledge that it's gonna be bad or it could be bad yeah that's that's part of the learning process you know uh you think i was the best bunny mom the first bunny that i had oh no you know, you, but I've you learned. I didn't adopt. I that's correct. Yeah. See, yeah. I mean, that's that's a huge thing. I wouldn't trade Clover for anything in the world. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But every you, we all learn at a different pace too. You're not going to be perfect out of the gate, like Tim yeah, said. You just, yeah, you just didn't it, know. So like, do it. Like literally, the first thing you did was like probably the biggest mistake you could make in getting a rabbit into your life, right? You know? Well, with Clover, yeah. I mean, Cadbury was a different story. Sure, which you can sure. read oh, yeah, out yeah, yeah. Yeah, on my blog. Right. But yeah, no, Clover, I I mean, I did my research when I got her, but mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I didn't realize, you don't think about, you know, there, there were rabbits and rescues and shelters. Now I know. I mean, I, I work with rescues all over the country, all over the world even. I do, you know, I do what I can. All over the world. I do. UK, I actually have, I think it's just the one right now in the UK that okay. I, I send money to every every month. But yeah, e- either way, you know, you off. learn things. That's exactly part of life. It's part of being creative. You start bad, you get better, you take criticism, you do more. You know, don't give up when those first attempts maybe don't catch fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just keep trying. Like, listen to my first podcast. It's terrible. I do not I know don't how want to speak. To coherently you don't want to heck the last episode podcast. i said yeah people hate night, listening you know? to themselves or they hate watching themselves oh, it's I, like you know you horrible. have to because then that's how you learn to get better that's why i stopped I, making youtube videos all right oh you just outed <laughs> that you have you you have i know yeah but they nobody knows what no no they never find it thank you well you can thank find goodness. it i'll just put it in the liner notes of this show you better not no i wouldn't do that <laughs> please don't <laughs> 
It's like when I, when I found out you had that, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch these right now because she probably wouldn't want me to watch these. They're from like the videos are from almost ten years ago. <laughs> I'm like, this is like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Freshman year, freshman year of college, freshman year. Of college. But the other important thing, anyways. you know, did you did you <laughs> yes. find them? Yes. Oh because it God. used to be in your Skype profile. Oh, oh God, you're right. I told I you that. I told you that. I don't remember that. I tried to block it out. <laughs> you probably blocked you it out. <laughs> But if you can't write and you can't draw, that's okay. Because you might be a really good RPer, role-playing person. You know, you could be an animal whisperer which sometimes I think I am. You could also just be giving, be good at giving advice or knowing wine or cheese or something, you know, but embrace who you are. And, and if you need help finding it, ask those that care about you and love you. Somebody does. Somebody is more than happy to help you out. It's like the cutie mark crusaders on my little pony. Friendship is magic. <sighs> Hey, right. I love I love MLP. <laughs> you know that. Rarity for life and Twilight Sparkle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, but that is going to do it, I think, for this episode of Tea Time. This feels like it was a big one. It did. It, it was a big one. Creative process is like, it's for us, at least for the two of us, it's a huge part of our lives. Yeah. But I hope that, uh, you know, listening to this, um, it was encouraging. Uh, I hope people got some good ideas good advice out of it or were at least entertained at the same time but uh thank you for listening to tea time with tina and tim and until next time i'm tim and that's tina hi and if you guys have no you have to say bye we're saying bye now not hey well hold on (laughs) if you guys have questions concerns comments feel free to email me tina at tinyandfeisty.com or, or me, uh, fat Tim at fatgatsby.com. So either one of us will get those you emails. Know, we really Facebook. appreciate it. Comment yeah, on the Facebook if, post I make. If, if you, you can liked, uh, you should like Tiny and Feisty and Fat Gatsby. Yay Facebook. for us. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, everyone. And then not feed our posts to you. Right, exactly. Again, thanks, you guys, for listening. And I really appreciate it. This has been a really fun journey. And I'm really looking forward to continuing this with everyone. Yay! I'm waving. Good night. Good morning. Ohayou gozaimasu.